Garage Girls is a theatrical production which is premiering at La Mama Theatre in Carlton and it is the story of Alice Anderson who was Australia's first all-girl garage proprietor in the 1920s. Amazing. And how has the show been going? It's been, I feel emboldened to say, a smashing success. We've had sellout se- a sellout season, which is really cool. Um, but there is a live stream of the show happening uh, Friday the 28th, so tomorrow evening. So if there's anyone who is inspired by hearing about the story and someone still wants to, to come along virtually, there is an opportunity to do so. Oh my goodness, amazing. And La Mama Theatre, an absolute staple in the NAM Melbourne scene. Absolutely. Super, super cool. Um, what can punters and audiences expect from the show? Sure. So the show is a 70-minute production and it's a collaboration between uh, my theatre company, which is Three Birds Theatre and The Shift Theatre. And it is sort of a vaudevillian smash of historical storytelling with comedy mixed with uh, I suppose drama and the story and the threads of Alice's life that we've been we've managed to weave into into our production, of which it's a very full life. So it's quite an ambitious task to tell a story in seventy minutes of someone's incredible achievements. But that's our attempt to do so. Amazing. What can you tell us about Alice herself? Sure. So uh, Alice Anderson was an incredible person who was really ahead of her time. She uh, was born in the late 1800s and lived a very short, tragically short life. She died when she was 29 which sadly is a spoiler alert for the show. Um, But she uh, defied conventions and was someone who didn't let the the constraints and the boundaries of the time in which she was living in Australia define her. She uh, had this ambition to create an all-girl garage where she only employed women to work uh, as chauffeurs and service cars, especially at a time when cars and automobiles and were still... Uh, a new phenomenon in Melbourne and in Australia. So what she was doing was really quite revolutionary of the time. In reading about Alice and, and researching her, there's an incredible biography that's been written about her called uh, A Spanner in the Works, which I highly recommend. I think reading that story, I suppose, spoke to that sense of of dreams and ambition that I think everyone has in the, the idea of the story of your life and what you want to make out of your life. That's something that I personally found in in the story of Alice Anderson and her pep and her vigour and her intelligence and her sparky sort of dynamism, I think, shone through learning about her. So I think personally that's what spoke to me and the the way she's created a sense of legacy through her work, that there's something that can be attributed to her that still exists today, the remnants of that today. I think that idea was really, really inspiring. Mm, Larger than that kind of, I guess, all-encompassing and very important legacy and how gender ties into that was something that's now a bit more standard in a lot of auto repair shops. Her invention of the garage trolley or roll-in, roll-out, as she's called it. What can you tell us about that? Yes. Oh, it's it's both in, it's equal parts inspiring and tragic. So Alice uh, invented the, she dubbed it the get out and get under, um, which I can become a historical nerd and tell you that she was. She thought that was a really funny name for it because there was a song uh, at the time called "He'd Have to Get Out and Get Under" uh, in the 1920s. So she loved this song, and the idea was that this man was trying to kiss his sweetheart in the car, but the car kept breaking down, and so he'd have to get out and then get under the car. So that was the joke of of the day. So this I, this invention was 
essentially what we know today as the like the creeper, where you see mechanics lie on it and then what roll backwards underneath cars. This was an invention of Alice's. Um, so she dubbed it the Get Out and Get Under, and sadly she didn't patent the idea. So uh, I believe it was an American mechanic or an American entrepreneur came to visit her garage in Kew and asked her about it and she so openly told him about the idea and then he went off and took it and made it his own and made a lot of money off it. So it's a lesson to all of us to patent all of our ideas. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And I guess we also, you did touch on um, earlier that she did sadly pass away at a very young age. What happened and why did she pass away? Or if it's not too much of a spoiler to go into. No, in fact, I hope it might be an intriguing reason for people to want to see the show and see how we handle that aspect of her life and her story. So she died when she was 29 and uh, it's a bit mysterious as to the reason for her death. So she was found uh, in her garage with a gunshot wound to the head and there's a lot of conjecture over whether it was an accident or whether it was self-inflicted or whether it might have been by the hands of someone else. Um, I suppose in making the show, we were really interested in, well, is it is it our place to say what happened? It's re- it, We read the coroner's report from the 20s and we've read accounts from other people of the time, but we we wanted to keep the question alive in the show so that people can gain their own, I guess, their own decision about what could have happened based on the events preceding Alice's uh, untimely death. She went on this incredible journey through uh, Alice Springs in a baby Austin 7. So this was a a trip she took as this record-breaking adventure, which was sponsored by these oil companies and uh, car companies. And so that, again, was this huge undertaking that preceded her death. And I I do wonder whether that was life-altering for her and that might have led to to this really unfortunate circumstance. Mm, it's very intriguing. And I guess jumping a little bit ba- further back and taking a look at her life as a whole, obviously she's what we would dub a feminist icon. Absolutely. How do you, you kind of go about um, tackling such an important woman and an important role and the role that she has in the, uh, the representation of women, um, especially within an Australian landscape? Yeah, that that's a great question, and I think that's was a, is a key uh, a, a source of intrigue for us as theatre makers and as writers and actors is is that telling women's stories and through characterful uh, journeys. I, I think what we what we what I don't want to see on stage is a is a sort of a lecture or a, a lesson. But I think when you feel inspired by theatre, it's often when it speaks to you on a on a feeling level and, and on a uh, you see the heart in a show or the heart in a story. So we really wanted to make that be our leading um, leading source of inspiration for telling Alice's story. Uh, Three Birds Theatre, which is uh, I'm a, a member of of, our, of, it, of them as a theatre company, uh, tries to lean into comedy and tries to lean into the, that sort of connection to story and audience through lightness and humour and, and sharp dialogue and, and visual storytelling because I think the medium of theatre is meant to be uplifting and encouraging and inspiring and that's where you really find that the best work speak to you on a really personal level when you you feel something rather than are told what to think. So that was something we, we really worked hard to develop and keep that that um, alive in the medium of the story of Alice. 
Yeah, it's super important. And honestly, as a per- on a personal level, I'm always very intrigued when you kind of see stories that are set on a person. How do you kind of look through their life and dictate which things you want to portray and what things are important to be showing and what's more of like metaphoric? How are you kind of deciding what you should put in and what you should leave out? Oh, it's so hard. It was really, really hard. It's still hard. And it's it's been interesting to hear uh, some people have come to the show knowing nothing about Alice Anderson and some people feel uh, that it's their story and they know more than us. So there's a lot of debate in the foyer that's happened after the show about why did you include that bit and, and why not this bit? And we said we tried. We tried to fit it all in. But I think that what we ultimately decided is that what we're showing is just is just an insight into a hugely complex and and uh, deeply rich person and that you can't ever really know a person, especially someone from so long ago. So our job as theatre makers is just to take moments that, that exhibit her character. So, for example, uh, Alice, when she was a teenager, was living in the bush at her family's home at the time and uh, these men arrived at her house in the middle of the night and... Um, one of the men had had their neck uh, cut open. I think maybe he'd been with a bottle or something, with some glass. And uh, Alice, in a real strength of character in that moment, stitched this man's neck up when she would have been maybe 13 or 14 years old, something around that age. So things like that, I think we were really inspired by how that can be represented on stage. and, And I think that tells a lot about the story of Alice and, and her drive and grit and then what led her to lead the life that she did through moments like that. So it's kind of finding those theatrical moments is what we wanted to put on stage and then anything else that we didn't get a chance to portray, we thought, well, hopefully we can inspire people to go and look up the story of Alice or, or perhaps read her biography if they wanted to learn more. Yeah, it's super shock- shocking and super, I guess, intriguing and I think one thing that I think our audience might like to know, as somebody who maybe might not be, know everything going into it, what's one thing that you want people to take away from what they're going to see? You know, it might sound cliche, but I think I would love for people to think that experiencing Alice Anderson's story, I think it's really rare for us to see Australian icons on stage and stories of real Australians and especially Australian women from history. And I think for for anyone who comes to the show, I would love for them to be inspired in their own right to ask themselves, what am I capable of and what can I do that might change people's lives forever? And in Alice Anderson's case, she created this platform where she trained women to be engineers and mechanics at a time when that just wasn't possible. So I think for each of us, when we come to the show and, and hear her story, I would love for people to ask themselves, what have I always secretly wanted to achieve or what have I, What do I want to imprint upon the world and upon other people and, and to connect with others? How can I make that a reality like Alice did? So I hope that that might be a possibility for people who come to see the show. Absolutely. That's super inspirational. Well, Garage Girls is on right now. Where can the people find it? Yes. So you can find it happening at La Mama Courthouse. Now, it is sold out. However, sometimes people get stuck in traffic and it might be your lucky night. You might get their ticket. So if you want to take a risk, you can come to the show, uh, come and see the box office and you might get a spare seat. Alternatively, there are two ways you can experience it. One is the live stream, which is happening uh, tomorrow evening, Friday the 28th. So that can be accessed through La Mama Theatre's website or alternatively, La Mama 
uh, pardon me, Theatre Garage Girls will be touring in 2024. So we'll be taking the show to venues across regional Victoria and hopefully South Australia as well. So if you want a road trip, which is very fitting with the theme of the show, you can come and see us next year. Thank you.